thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Question of the week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Hannah Critchlow. This week, we ponder the acceptability of blood. Hi, Naked Scientists. It's Jodie from Plymouth here. My question is about donating blood. Basically, I know that if you someone receives a donated organ, that they have to be on drugs for the rest of their lives so they don't reject the organ. So my question is, why don't we have the same reaction when we receive donated blood? Thank you. To find out why blood donations aren't rejected more readily, we turn to Professor John Trousdale from the Department of Pathology at Cambridge University. Carl Landsteiner actually won the Nobel Prize for discovering the rules for blood transfusion in the early 1900s. He found that red blood cells have molecules on the surfaces that interact with antibodies, and antibodies are our natural frontline soldiers fighting against infection. So the different types of surface molecule are known as A and B, and they give rise to the four main types of blood, A, B, A, B, or O, and O has neither A nor B. Now, blood group O is tolerated by any recipient, and individuals with type AB can receive blood from any donor. So it turned out the rules for blood transfusion were very simple. We also have to consider rhesus factors, a separate set of molecules for which people are either positive or negative, and they have particular implications for a pregnancy. So these findings on blood transfusion then inspired a search for similar rules for transplanting tissue. And here the problem turned out to be much more complex. Most of our tissues, with the exception of red blood cells, express proteins that may be unique to an individual. And these proteins are particularly good at triggering the immune system. Except in the case of identical twins, transplantation of tissue requires careful matching of donor and recipient, along with long-term immunosuppressive drugs. Now, interestingly, a handful of recipients for various reasons have stopped taking the drugs, yet still have not rejected the transplanted organ. These patients are being actively studied to try to find out why. So the simple red blood cell has only a handful of protein that appears on its surface that induce an immune response. Organs, on the other hand, are composed of much more complex cells which have unique surface tags which differ between individuals and so are much more difficult to match for. And, as Evan AU adds on the forum, there is also another factor to consider. Longevity. Red blood cells are regularly replaced by the body from the bone marrow, and so the patient does not rely on them in the long term. A transplanted organ, on the other hand, is a permanent replacement. So there is plenty of time for an immune response to develop and any immune response will be potentially lethal, which is why long-term immunosuppressants are usually needed. Well, with that one acceptably resolved, we now go happily in search of a new question to sleep over. Stuart St John got in touch with this. Hello, 
I'm wondering about the fact that I and two of my sons are consistently able to wake up quickly in a happy demeanour, whereas my wife and my other son have trouble waking up, no matter how much sleep they've had, and they have a somewhat less cheerful disposition. Could this be genetically based? Love the show, by the way. So, have you similarly observed that early risers seem to have a more cheerful disposition? And if so, could there be a biological explanation for this? Send us your thoughts. You can tweet at Naked Scientists. You can write on our Facebook page. You can email chris at thenakedscientists.com or you can join in our live debate on our forum, which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum. The Naked Scientist's Question of the Week, brought to you in association with the How to Wisman Foundation, supporting science and education from Alpha to Omega. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.